Antichrist, One World Religion. Our scripture basis is found in Revelation 13, verses 3 and 4. And I saw one of his heads, as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast, and they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Have you ever considered how important the act of worship really is? God helping me in this presentation, I hope to lead you into a surprising discovery in this sermon. Our scriptural text reveals that the entire world <clears throat> is sliding headlong into Satan's dark-chambered church. And what's more alarming is the fact that a number of pews within this New World Order church are being occupied by tens of thousands of Seventh-day Adventists who unknowingly are being led into this Antichrist Church of Revelation, chapter 13. <clears throat> now let me begin by reading to you about worship, and it's from the lips of our Lord, as he was being tempted by Satan in the wilderness, immediately following his baptism. I find this in Luke, the, fifth, the fourth chapter, verses 5 and 8, which reads, And the devil, taking Christ up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Let us never forget that this great controversy from its very inception was centered around the act of worship. The controversy started over whether an individual should worship the Lord God of the universe or worship the dragon who was called Lucifer and Satan. Let's read what God says about Lucifer in Ezekiel, the 28th chapter, verses 14 to 17. Speaking of the devil, 
we read, Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in the ways from the day that thou wast created, till iniquity was found in thee. By the multitude of thy merchandise they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore I will cast thee as a profane out of the mountain of God. I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. And then likewise we read in the book of Isaiah, the 14th chapter, verses 12 to 15, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell. Now the Bible is very clear in this matter about this struggle over who is to be worshipped. From the very beginning of Satan's downfall, Lucifer was determined that he would be the one who was to receive worship throughout the vast universe of God for he planned to overthrow the eternal Godhead and demand worship of all created beings. This is why God was forced to cast him out of heaven. And of this you read in Revelation 12:9, the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. The spirit of prophecy deepens our understanding of this problem. In Bible Commentary 6, page 1119, we read, Excluded from heaven, Satan resolved to be avenged by injuring the workmanship of God. Around the standard of rebellion that he planted, evil workers of all generations have rallied. Evil angels have united with evil men in warfare against Christ's kingdom. In this world, he has set up a kingdom of darkness of which he, the leader in guilt, is prince. 
He desires to usurp the throne of God. Failing in this, he has worked in darkness, in crookedness, in deception, to usurp his place in the hearts of men. He has set up his throne between God and man to appropriate the adoration that belongs to God alone. Now both the Bible and God's last day prophet reveal clearly that in the final issue in this battle with sin, it will be resolved by how we worship. For the highest form of worship is obedience. So the issue before us is this. Shall we worship the Almighty God, or shall we worship his adversary, the devil? Now back to our text. God says in the end time, <clears throat> all the world wonders after the beast. But did you notice that in doing this, and notice carefully the wording, inspiration says, they worship the dragon. Now this brings us to something very frightening. Sometimes Adventists have never thought of this, I know that it has awakened me to reality. Let me introduce it to you by asking a thought-provoking question. If you were Lucifer and you were determined to destroy God's church and his people, wouldn't you devise some means whereby you could destroy their God-given armor, their defense weapons, and make them defective? Now you think that over. In Philippians 6.17, we have been told that the defense of God's people is found in the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Are you following me? Are those thinking caps in place? Are you wide awake? If so, I think you are now ready for a very unthinkable act. Suppose Satan changed the scriptures by using other words or even deleting words or inserting vital words, so that the people reading the scriptures would be at a loss to discern truth from error, and thus they would be fooled to unknowingly worship the dragon as they wonder after the beast. Now I hear some of you say, why, Elder Nelson, have you lost your marbles? God would never permit his word to be changed. True, God's word will never change. But 
But this does not stop Satan from introducing his false versions of the Scripture. He has done this in the past, and the facts are he is doing it today in a very cunning manner that those who read these modern versions are accepting it as God's Word, believing that it is genuine. Even though you may be highly educated, you must agree that what I have just suggested is plausible and possible. And what's more, before I finish this sermon, I am going to prove that this is actually taking place today, and I'll give you unquestioned facts to prove it. Some years ago, I received my first wake-up call. It was my wife's birthday, and I wondered, what shall I give her as a gift? Then I noticed that she needed a new Bible. I immediately thought how nice it would be to give her God's Word. So I went to the ABC Bible store, or bookstore, believing that I could find what I wanted. But believe it or not, I could not find a leather-covered copy of the King James Version of the Bible that was in print that she would be happy with. I complained to the sales lady, only to be told that people weren't buying the King James Version very much because they preferred the new versions. Then, this last summer, I discovered that my beloved Bible, which had been my companion on travels around the world in my general conference responsibilities, it was falling apart at the seams. It was worn with age. The leaves were actually disintegrating. I had to have a new Bible. Would you believe it? I went from bookstore to bookstore. I could not find a leather-bound King James Version of the Bible at any price. Oh, yes, I found some cheap Bibles that would not last very long with use. I thought this to be very strange. After all, the King James Version has been around since 1611, with some 809 <clears throat> million copies sold in more than 300 languages around this world. What is the problem, I asked? Why can't I get a beautiful King James Version Bible like I've had for years? I was told the Bible publishers no longer print the King James Version in quality Bibles. They are too busy keeping up with the demand for new versions. Unfortunately, I discovered too late 
that there is a conspiracy to do away with the King James Version. Now, while you think about that, let me give you something else to ponder. Have you ever thought of the different meanings that the same word can have in different people? For example, let's take the Bible word sleep and the Bible word death. Let's take the experience where Lazarus was sick unto death. And Jesus was talking to his disciples. You'll find it in John, the 11th chapter. And Jesus said, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he be asleep, he shall do well. How be it? Jesus spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking of rest in sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Now here is a perfect example of word meaning that was understood differently by the hearers than what was intended by the speaker. Let's consider the same problem today. As Bible students, we know that when a loved one dies in Jesus Christ, that he sleeps until the life giver appears at his second coming. Then he will be resurrected and will live again. But many non-Adventist Christians do not believe this divine doctrine that the believer in Jesus Christ sleeps until Jesus comes. Neither do they believe that when you are dead, you are actually dead. I have on many occasions, and perhaps you have too, <clears throat> attended many funerals where the minister said that the individual they had come to honor was alive, and he was in heaven looking down upon those of us who were gathered around the casket. So we should not weep. Now, with this simple understanding that some words can have different meanings, to different individuals, let's discuss the basis upon which a conspiracy is now taking place, in which some of the original words found in the King James Version are being changed so that a new Bible can be developed for the entire world through the ecumenical movement, making it possible for a new world religion with words in the Bible which all the religions of the world can accept, because everyone knows that a new one world government 
can never take place unless there is a one-world religion. And a one-world religion is only possible by producing a Bible upon which all religions of the world will accept. Both pagan and Christian must agree upon it. Such a Bible must use words acceptable to all. And this can only happen by using words which can fit into the reader's thinking, whether they be Catholic, Protestant, pagan, Islamic, or the New Age spiritualists. Now this means that some Bible words must be changed or deleted so that all religions can dwell in love and unity since they have accepted a new love theology. Now with this introduction, I feel that you are now ready to consider some facts that involve these new versions, and I'm going to name them quickly, the NIV, the NASB, the NKJV, the NAB, the REB, the RSV, the CEV, the TEV, the GNB, the Living, the Phillips, the New Jerusalem, and the New Century Bibles. These versions, you will find their editors, are the chief conspirators with the New Age movement in preparing for a coming one world religion. Now back to our text, stressing the importance of worship. Do you recall the words of Christ in Luke 4, 8? It is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only. Now Satan is cunningly removing the key words in the new versions of Scripture, hoping that no one will notice. Remember, it was God who sowed the seed of his word, and Jesus said in Matthew 4:15, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word. Now let's see how this is being done. Let's take the words of Philippians 3:3, 3, 3, which I read, "For we are the circumcision, now notice the wording, which worship God in the spirit." Now, when you compare this with the NIV or the NSB or the NEB, you will immediately notice that the word God has been omitted. We will read, like it says in the NEB, we whose worship is spiritual, instead of saying which worship God. Thus, in removing God from the verse, 
We worship what? This makes it possible for all religions, pagan or Christian, to accept the new version verse, for they can worship whatever they please. And this is what is taking place over and over in the Scriptures. The next step is to remove Jesus Christ from the Scriptures. And this is accomplished by removing the word Jesus, leaving only the word Christ. Thus, you have removed the identification. You see, there are many good men in this world today who claim to be Christ. And in this way, all religions can eventually use the new scripture version and be united in a one world government. Listen carefully to Robert Mueller, who is the United Nations assistant to the Secretary General. And I am quoting from his book, The New Genesis, page 17 and 75. He says, I would suggest a meeting of the world's religions. My great personal dream is to get a tremendous alliance between all major religions and the United Nations for a completely new world in the making, a new age. Now, this is exactly what the spiritualist, Alice Bailey, the leader of the New Age religion, is aiming for. For she states, and I am quoting from her book, The Externalization of the Hierarchy, page 453, quote, The reorganization of world's religion is for a new world religion. The Encyclopedia of Occultism and Parapsychology divulges Satan's secret in their definition of the New Age, calling it largely somatic revolution. But what is more amazing is the fact that Christian leadership is complying with the New World Order and has agreed to actually promote such changes in the Holy Word so that pagan religions may actually use Christian words in their worship of the devil. What's more astounding is that at the same time the pagan priests are changing, <clears throat> are changing the names of their pagan gods so that today such names as Buddha, Krishna, and Lucifer are now actually called the Lord, the Christ, and the One. And this change of names in their devil worship is being called a baptism. 
Now, any thinking person can see what is actually taking place. For even the pagans and the New Agers are using the Christian names in their worship of Lucifer. In this way, the occult is infiltrating the New Age doctrines into the Christian circles. Listen to Dave Hunt, a fundamentalist, and I am quoting from his book, The Sorcerer's New Apprentice, page 45. One of the biggest advantages we have as New Agers is once the occult metaphysical New Age terminology is removed, we have concepts and techniques that are very acceptable to the general public. So we can change the names, and in so doing, we open the New Age door who normally would not be receptive. Now, <clears throat> let's take a look at the New Age Dictionary and examine it. The New Age Dictionary is produced by Alice Jack, published by the Catalan Press in 1976. It is here that we can discover what the New Agers believe and what comes to their mind when certain words are used or spoken. We will be amazed to discover that the New Age spiritualistic teachings have been incorporated into the new versions of scriptures. Now, let's take a few examples. Take the name of Christ. The New Ager believes that Christ can be any quote, realized person, and the new versions comply by dropping the word Jesus in connection with the word Christ. So the identity of Christ can now be anyone who claims to be Christ. Number two, take the name Satan. The New Agers believe Satan to be, quote, the Lord of this world. And the New Age versions comply by dropping the identifying words such as Jesus or Jehovah, so that Satan worshipers can accept the name Lord whenever it occurs as referring to Satan. That's unbelievable. Number three, take the name Lucifer. You will not find it in the new versions, but in its place they have inserted the term the morning star. Again, this is blatant blasphemy, for the term the morning star belongs only to Jesus Christ. So now the New Agers can claim Satan as the morning star 
according to the new versions. Let's look at another. The word love. According to the New Age Dictionary, whenever the word love is used in Scripture, it always refers to sexual passion or sexual desire. Now, as you compare the new versions, you will discover that they have substituted the word love for the word charity. Now, if you find that hard to believe, compare 1 Corinthians 13 in the New English Bible with the King James Version, and you will see that those who worship the goddess of sex are now able to accept the new versions which use the word love. Now, to be very specific, this new name game is clearly visible when you compare the King James Version, which is the Reformation Bible, with the New Age versions of our day. Lucifer has been admitted, omitted. He is now called the Morning Star. Jehovah is now only referred to as the Lord. The Holy One of Israel is now called the One. The Holy Ghost is now called a Spirit. The Lord Jesus Christ is now only called the Lord. And there is literally tens of thousands of these kind of changes. This is actually what is taking place in the development of these new versions. Now I'm going to read from the book entitled Dark Secrets of the New Age, page 212, 205, 177, 190, and 224. Satan recognizes that a Bible is needed to control the masses. The development of a New Age Bible is among his top priorities. The New Age has pledged to develop a world Bible which will affirm the truths to be found in Hinduism, Buddhism, Sufi Muslim, and other Eastern mythical religions. The New Age Bible will be the unholy vessel <clears throat> into which the Antichrist will pour these doctrines of devils. It will incorporate the major doctrines of the one world religion. The devious strategy that seems to be paying off for the New Age is that of revising or updating the Bible to make it more meaningful to modern times. It will not be necessary to stage a direct frontal attack on Christianity. The Bible of the Christians and the Jews will surely be revised and objectionable passages will be removed. The church will all be unified in doctrine and ritual, 
Antichrist will seize world political and economical power and establish a one-world religion and a one-world government. Thus, this new word game found in the new versions of the Bible endorses what the godly writers under the control of the Holy Spirit emphatically denied. And the editors of these new versions are claiming authority for their changes. Oh, yes. You see, when the King James Version was produced, some 5,000 New Testament manuscripts were screened. Any manuscript which taught contrary to the expressed teachings given to holy men of old by the Holy Spirit were deleted. But now, these editors of these new versions are using that which was discarded and they are calling them the originals and using these pagan manuscripts as their authority for the changes in these new versions. Isn't Satan deceptive? I tell you, we had better be awake. This is why the modern Babylonian educators of our day disagree with the King James Version of Isaiah 14, for they believe that it does not refer to the devil. The modern Babylonian educators believe that what you find in the King James Version is a myth. But let's read it again as God has given it. Isaiah 14, 12. Thou art thou, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations? Nothing could be stated more clearly and cannot be misunderstood. But notice now how the higher learning has formed a conspiracy in agreement with the New Age versions and with paganism. In the International Bible Commentary on page 732, referring to Lucifer mentioned in Isaiah 14, I read, it is inappropriate to the passage to think that Satan is meant. Then you turn over to Harper's Bible Dictionary and you read on 582, the connection was made erroneously between Satan and Lucifer. Then Erdsman's Bible Dictionary, I read on page 267, Lucifer is not included. They refer the reader to the day star, Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing? The New Standard Bible Dictionary, 
reads on page 173, Lucifer is not included. They refer the reader to the day star, which states, is applied to Lucifer and Christ. How sacrilegious can you be? Then the interpreter's one volume, Commentary on the Bible, page 341, speaking still of Isaiah 14, I read, the theme of the downfall is vividly elongated in a mythological picture. Or the Dictionary of Proper Names and Places, I read on page 657, scholars argue that Isaiah 14, 2 should be interpreted as a Canaanitish myth. I could go on. It's no wonder that a dissenting scholar by the name of John Bergen, who was invited to be on the Greek New Testament Committee because of his renowned scholarship, wrote of these Greek texts used in these new versions of the Lord's Prayer and I'm quoting, they were heretical deprivations and scandalously corrupt Greek texts, so wrote Dean John Williams Bergen in his book, The Revision Revised, page 34. For a moment, let's look at the Lord's Prayer, and I am referring to the one found in Luke 11, 2, 4, so that we can compare it with one of these new versions. You remember it said, Jesus said, when we pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Now you compare that with the English, New English Bible, and you will find that it says, Father, thy name be hallowed. Give us each day our daily bread. Now quickly notice the changes. The word our, quote, Father, is removed. For this is clearly against the New Age beliefs. For they believe that the universal brotherhood of God is that we are all gods. You remember what Paul said in Ephesians 3.14? For this cause I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. But the new versions say, I bow the knee before the Father. Now, when you read the new version, you can say, which Father? You see, the occultists believe that Lucifer is Christ, the bright and morning star, and the Father is the S-U-N God. Then you will find in the new version that they omitted the words, which art in heaven. Now, why did they do that? Because Lucifer is not in heaven. He is the God of this world. And when they pray to him, they cannot pray to him in heaven. I want to tell you, this is a very sacrilegious deal that is happening. Now take a look at these versions, what they are doing in our church. Did you ever open your Bible to follow the morning scripture reading during the worship service 
only to discover that you found it impossible to follow the reading because it was so different from your version? So you failed to gain a spiritual blessing, friend, Babylon, confusion is entering the church of God. And when you attend the Sabbath school class, how come so few, if any, can repeat a verse by memory? Did not God tell us the secret of overcoming sin? In Psalms 119.11, he said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You see, reputation is one of the keys to memory. Yet when every version reads differently, we are discouraged to memorize God's word. This is one of the ways in which Satan is destroying God's word within the very worship service. Really, we have been told that we ought to memorize the word, for the day is coming when we will not have our Bibles. Let me read this to you from Manuscript 85, 1909. Time is passing. Satan is boasting to his evil agencies that he will take possession of the world, and he encourages them to work through every possible means for the accomplishment of this purpose. Put away the foolish reading matter and study the Word of God. Commit its precious promises to memory. So, now notice, when we shall be deprived of our Bibles, we may still be in a possession of the Word of God. Consider also how important it is to know the specific wording of scriptures when we study and compare verse by verse, line upon line. Second Timothy 2.15 tells us, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But how can you search the scriptures by using a concordance when only the King James Version has a usable concordance? So again, Satan is destroying our study habits by removing one of the most important tools in searching the scriptures. Again, when someone asks you to explain a verse and you open your Bible, you discover it reads completely different from their version. Satan is the author of confusion. Again, we see the great controversy being enacted before our very eyes. We used to, as a people, give Bible studies. But now when we do this, it is necessary to have enough of the same Bible versions to place in the hands of all who are studying with us so that we can discover truth. This is another roadblock placed by the hand of Satan. The facts are, none of these new versions explain our doctrines any clearer than the King James Version.
And some of these new versions, such as the Living Bible, will actually teach you the lie of Satan. Here is one example, Genesis 6-4, and I'm reading from the Living Bible. In those days, and even afterwards, notice, and even afterwards, when the evil beings from the spirit world were sexually involved with human women, their children became giants. Now that's a downright lie that has been infiltrated into what is supposed to be God's holy word. And to think that we have Seventh-day Adventist ministers who are preaching from the pulpit using the living Bible. God help the remnant. No wonder God's faithful remnant are becoming extremely small. I'm sure that by now you must be aware that I use only the King James Version of God's Word in my study and sermon presentations. For Satan is using every avenue, including these many versions, to hinder the finishing of the work. It's no secret. Just try to give a Bible study on a cardinal truth of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, such as the sanctuary, by using these modern versions and you will find it almost impossible to give a study. For the inspired key words have been changed or missing. Satan is determined to produce these new versions so that it will make it impossible for its readers to know the truth. The Antichrist of the New World Government wants to be in control of the entire world and cause the inhabitants to fight with Satan and his angels in an attempt to keep the Lord Jesus Christ from returning to this world. So let us be sure that Satan has not tarnished nor made defective our only weapon of defense, the Bible, the sword of the Spirit. Let us make sure that we know how to use this mighty weapon and not become deceived by these endless changes that are now being made in these new versions. I beg you, Stick with the Divine Scriptures, the King James Version, the Reformation Bible that was produced by men of God under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. This wonderful version will help you to discern truth from error and prepare and keep you until Jesus comes. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, which art in heaven, 
Fill us, O God, with thy Holy Spirit, that we may discern thy truth from Satan's errors. And may we study the word and memorize it and meditate upon it until it becomes the very part of our being, that we may be mighty in thy word so that we may stand against the armies of evil and be victorious in this last great spiritual battle. For we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Deliver us from evil.